Hello, everyone. I'm Prakriti Sureka here with my next episode of 15 Stories of Emotional Wellbeing. Today, I welcome Alpi Mahanti, who is the chief human, Akka, the CEO and co-founder of a startup called Translate by Humans. She's based in London as well as in Ahmedabad, India. So she has a wide experience in consultancy with various IT consultancy firms. So Alpi, it's just simply great to have you here. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here. You're most welcome, Prakriti. It's always a pleasure to, to speak to you. So uh, tell me something, Alpi. How is it that you are the woman today? The young Alpi who's metamorphosized into this vibrant young lady. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, uh, of course, I had not a very affluent childhood. Um, we, we, my uh, family was quite uh, middle class and my dad was in a government job. So we have got a younger brother and we grew up in different cities. So he had, he had lots of transfers. We would stay in one particular city, you know, not more than a couple of years. We would make little friends. Um, we will get, get, just get to know the city a little bit. And then, you know, we would have to just change and go to another city. So as a child, you know, I have faced lots of, uh, um, lots of changes in life, you know, and that, uh, that has, you know, taught me a lot of things as I have grown up, whether it's about, you know, making friends or getting used to new, uh, new environments, uh, taking up challenges in life and uh, things like that. And I lost my mother quite early uh, when I was just 15 years old. And that was a major incident in my life where, you know, I was uh, left alone and um, life just came to me where I was not able to handle it myself. Mm -hmm. So that was a very difficult time in my life. And uh, then slowly, you know, I picked myself up, uh, went to do my studies, uh, my graduation. Um, then, you know, I... Uh, got uh, into a very good job with Oracle and uh, then moved on to UK for about 12 years uh, permanently. Did a lot of experience with, you know, consulting and IT and stuff like that. And then finally, when I realized, you know, that language is a very, very important barrier, which, you know, um, does not let people connect to each other. That's when, you know, I, uh, me and my husband founded this company, which is called Translate by Humans. And now, you know, we have got lots of clients across the globe who we help um, for translating their content. We provide interpretation in different languages. We do subtitling of different uh, contents uh, across media platforms. Uh, and we work with, you know, more than 360 languages now. So that's where I am. I think that's just so amazing. You know, languages have always fascinated me. And uh, Noam Chomsky, he talks about it, you know, the language acquisition device that we have. And the beauty of language is every child picks up language, you know, and yeah. uh, even the ones with difficulties and all that. So I, I totally agree. I'm, uh, something, I'm somebody who feels that, you know, languages are like strings which are strung together and they help us connect to each other. And uh, translation is one way. Like I personally am a very big fan of Russian authors. I remember as a young child, you know, when in Calcutta, the book fair would be there. I would love to pick up these books. And thanks to translation that, you know, I could read Russian authors. Since I don't know Russian, there's no way I would have really known uh, about these uh, little nuggets that are there. So uh, tell me one personal story of emotional well-being or somewhere where you've really managed your mental health and taken care of yourself. 
I think all right. our viewers would love to hear would, that. Sure. So there would be, you know, two uh, very close to heart instances that I would like to talk about. One of them, as I discussed before, is that I lost my mother quite early uh, when I was just 15 years old. And as a child, you know, I never understood that what it is to, to, to lose a parent that point in time, but then the struggles were real, the life was something that I had to face. And that was a time, you know, when there were issues with my mental health. I used to, you know, not eat properly or sometimes eat a lot. I had become, you know, a very introvert, introvert person. It was difficult for me to communicate to people, to discuss or to talk to my dad about it. Uh, he even got remarried at that stage. So that was another difficult phase. Uh, but somehow I think, you know, life helped me with a few of my friends where I could speak to them, a few of my teachers. Uh, and it was, you know, slowly and steadily when I realized that, you know, I cannot, I could not have died with my mother. I mean, it's, it sounds very, very, you know, uh, unemotional, but I think um, I had to pick myself up and go on with life. And then, you know, I got into my graduation, I moved out of my home. And that was another thing because, you know, when I moved out of my home, I realized how to manage myself on my own. And that was a journey which, which you know, really shaped me into a very independent lady that I am today. Um, so that was one instance. Uh, it was uh, very personal and it was, I think, you know, gradual and small lessons in life that helped me come up, uh, come up to speed with life. Another thing is that um, I lost my first child. Uh, so I was pregnant after five years of my marriage. And uh, that's, you know, that's usually you take these days time that, you know, we will have a child when you're ready for it. So we had a child at, uh, after five years and uh, I had to deliver my boy, little boy at 24 weeks. And that is a stage, you know, when you're not very sure that the child is going to survive or not, but I had a full-blown uh, normal delivery. I could hold him in my hands, uh, but he was not there with me for more than 40 hours. So that really took away a major part of me. And that was a space in life where, you know, I was really, really stuck. Uh, I was stuck to a stage where I stopped receiving my phone calls. I did not call anybody, did not speak to my parents. I did not speak to my husband who was living with me, you know, for, for almost four to five months. And I just had shut down because I had lost a part of me. And I, I mean, all that I could think of was that, you know, it was my incapability that I could not carry my child through the tenure of nine months. And, you know, that somewhere had got, I mean, that got into me thinking that I, I used to think that, you know, I have not been capable enough. I, I was not good enough. I could not have been a good mother and all those things, you know, all negative thoughts. And uh, that's when I started putting on weight. Um, and, you know, as I said, my conversations were zero. Then one of my, you know, one of my friend's husband reached out to me and for whatever reason, I was in conversation with him. And one important thing that he told me was that I'll be, life is like a car. If you are on a journey, you have to look in the front. You cannot drive a car by looking in your rear view mirror. 
And that for some reason just stuck me somewhere and I was like, correct, you know, I have got relations in life, I've got my husband and I have to move on. I cannot be like this. However, I was not mentally ready at all. And that's when I did reach out to a therapist. I actually did. And um, so this lady was, you know, uh, basically a, a therapist uh, in my school when I, when I had uh, studied in one of the convent schools that I studied in. And I reached out to her and I told her, look, you know, uh, I really want to speak to you. And there is a grudge in my heart. And then uh, it's just not letting me, you know, get over it that I was not capable enough. So I came to India, especially for those sessions. I sat with that lady, with my therapist for, you know, for I think 12 continuous days. Uh, we spent, you know, so we would have defined sessions where a couple of hours we would talk, then we'd just go around to our dinner, lunch and all of those things. But, you know, she used to be constantly with me and there was something about those conversations that got me to speak to her. And we could connect that, you know, because I lost my mother at an early age, that was one of the void in my life. And then, you know, losing a child. And she somehow, you know, said that psychologically, that's why you're not able to pick up thinking that, you know, you lost a mother when you were a child and then you lost a child when you wanted to be a mother. So those conversations really helped me. And then, you know, slowly and steadily, I got to realize that, you know, life has still not stopped for me. So I can still pick up. Uh, the most important thing that she made me realize is that, you know, what I've lost is lost. There is a new me. And if I don't accept that new me, people will never accept me. So those conversations were really helpful. Uh, then she, you know, she also took me around to some very beautiful places. We traveled to uh, Shimla. Uh, we went to, you know, very, very natural places. And that's when, you know, I realized that there is still beauty around me. There is still, there can still be conversations. I can still talk to people because some point I was almost like, you know, I can't have any conversations with anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. But that journey, those sessions really helped me come out. And uh, finally, you know, uh, I came over it. Then, then after a couple of years, I was ready for another child. And I have got a, a wonderful young five-year-old now. So thank you, Alpi. That was really heart-wrenching and kudos to you. I mean, I think my respect for you goes up. And also, it takes a lot of courage to share such personal stories, you know. But I'm so happy that you are sharing them because I know there are a lot of people who don't talk about their grief, you know. And loss is something that we need to process it. And sometimes we need help to get out of that uh, hole that we take ourselves into, you know, where our loved ones want to be there for us, but we are unable to reach out to them, you know. So right. I'm so glad that uh, you've so beautifully worked on yourself and uh, now you are the woman you are today and life feels beautiful again so what emotional ability resources did you use that made you uh, much stronger and what are the ones that you use currently so i think probably the most important one that i could use was you know reaching out to my therapist okay and having conversations that was one thing that you know i because, you know, I think in the Western world, we are still okay. But in India, you know, when you talk about mental health, it's not looked at it with that, you know, with that uh, 
importance people you know really feel that that's not something why do you want to talk about it just get over it and go on so that's the mental social uh, uh, thing that i had to break so that's one thing that i reached out to the therapist and you know it was really worth it the another thing that i did was i started writing diaries you know just to let out that you know how sad i am today or you know what is it that brings a tear to my eyes and is there anything that i can do about it or is there somebody else who can help me with that so slowly i also realized that you know my husband because when i had lost my child i just thought about myself i always thought you know it's my loss but you know slowly with with the diaries that i wrote and the conversations that i had with my ther- therapist i realized that you know my husband has also lost he was also going to be a dad and that's when you know i opened up for conversations with him so all this while while he was just next to me i could not talk to him but with these kind of tools these kind of you know writing diaries standing in the mirror and having a conversation with myself really helped me realize that you know i should have a conversation with him as well and that's how slowly and steadily you know even because i mean even our relationship got impacted because of that and with the conversations we opened up to each other he also cried his heart out because until then he had not cried all that he was doing was trying to look after me and so we i mean it improved our relationship down the line and that diary i still hold with me and sometimes you know i've made pointers where you know i still go back and look at it thinking okay this is where you know i need to pick myself up or this is what i need to learn this is what uh, i had told my future self then that you know okay this is what you need to um, learn about and pick yourself up that's so wonderful you know because how journaling can really help us we, we talk about it therapists after therapists uh, recommended a lot of people in the helping professional but to really help from someone and you know to really hear from someone who has seen the benefits of journaling and how that helped you cement your relationship is just so beautiful and thank you very much for sharing that and yes, who sir. has been your role model alpi so uh there are so if you ask me you know personally uh, i really really you know was very close to my mother but um, as i said since she lost she left me quite early in time uh, i had a principal who who was with me in a convent school she is a role model that i you know look up to even talk to her today because she is very grounded and she really gives me good advice in the sense that she does just does not judge me and then if you ask me professionally uh, pragati i think you know i really take um, immense uh, inspiration from people like jacinda ardern mm-hmm. i really like that lady the way she carries herself the way she you know progresses uh, such difficult decisions and uh, really holds up even though she's a mother and you know she also has a family but the way she runs the country is amazing so i really like her and uh... what are some of the uh, tips that you want to leave our viewers with you know something that you want to share with them uh probably i would really want to say that you know life is beautiful okay we all come through lots of dark patches but then what we need to do is you know maybe look at the brighter side and there is always light at the end of the tunnel 
so don't lose hope don't lose your heart if life has if god has given us life there will be you know means to carry it forward so uh, let's just keep at it because the sun follows the darkness so that's my two penny i i think that is so beautiful you know that yes they do say there is always light at the end of the tunnel and thank you so much alpi for sharing your thoughts with us it was been wonderful having you here with me today you're most welcome pragati it was as i said a pleasure talking to you